Okay. We good? Yeah. Oh, cool. Hey, everybody. Hi. Where? Hi. It's uh. Hi. I'm Kyle, and I'm your and I'm your host. You knew that. Maybe you didn't, because I've just. Well, I just t- I checked the Spotify the Spotify podcast of rap thing, and apparently I've got like ninety one about my my listenership by ninety one percent. So, hey, anyone who's catching this for the first time, my name's Kyle Wolf. I'm the host of this show uh, on the buttons. We uh, on the buttons. We got. Uh, uh, I forgot my fucking. <laughs> uh, no, we'll keep it in. <laughs> we'll keep it in. Drop. It's Christmas, dude. It's Christmas. We'll keep, we'll keep, we're keeping it. It's Christmas. So, yeah. Um, as I said, it's a Christmas special. I was meant to have a guest today, right? But um, they couldn't make it. They couldn't make it. So, it's just gonna be another one of those ones where it's just you, me, producers, in the and in the just having it. Well, and my notepad, I suppose, um, which I'm gonna pretend that I'm not looking at, but really I am relying on very, very much because there's not very much in the way of a two-way conversation here as well, especially because there's not, well, th- you're not here and there's no guests here. So let's talk about it. It's Christmas. Um, I am a s- kind of a secret Christmassy person and I think I'm the only one in my family or in my household I should say who really genuinely gets the Christmas spirit quite early um I almost jizzed my pants this Christmas this well earlier this earlier in November when I saw the Coca-Cola Christmas advert for the first time in a year and I know it's the same it's the same advert that comes on every single year right it's the same you know how it starts the kid comes out the music starts playing, da, 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 da. but it just gets me right. And I'm sorry, but if you don't get, if you don't get a little bit of a little bit of flutter in your heart when that happens and when the advert comes on, you're there's something really wrong with you. Or maybe well, that's that's not fair, right? Maybe not. There's something wrong with you, but you you really need to be lacking in a certain in a lot of joy to not feel something when the advert comes up. And, but that's not, that is unfortunately what Christmas is like for some people, I suppose. Um, I'm just lucky and privileged enough to not be one of those people, I guess. I mean, I can, I have something in my home where I can actually watch adverts and have the TV on. And that's, I suppose that's to be fact, that's something that I should be really thankful for this year, even though, it's not that even though Thanksgiving's already gone and I'm not American, so I don't really know why I'm talking about Thanksgiving right now. But I did see the film Thanksgiving. Did any if you saw did anyone here see the film Thanksgiving? Well, I don't know why I'm asking anyone here as if the audience listening to the show is here with me. That <laughs> um have you seen the film Thanksgiving? Like yeah, just shout yes or no really loud, and I'm sure whenever this comes out, I'll be able to hear you no matter where I am. All right, it's uh, for those of you that haven't, it's a slasher film directed by Eli Roth, which is based on well, it's a it's a full it's a full length version of a fake trailer that he made for the film Grindhouse, which was directed by. Quentin Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez that came out in 2007 and 
The films in Grindhouse were Planet Terror and Death. Uh, uh, what's that? Oh my gosh, what's it called? Oh, it's the one, uh, Planet Terror, and then there's one about the car. The one about the car, Death something. Not Death Note. That's the that's the manga. It's I don't know. It's Death something, right? And this this is unimportant because the o the main thing that people remember about that film which was two films put together was the trailers in between the two films and one of those was a trailer for a fake movie called uh, called thanksgiving and for years and years there's been talk about that been made into a feature in film and now they've finally done it and it is it is if <laughs> i loved it right I absolutely loved it, but then it's one of those films where you go, okay, this is the, uh, he he. Uh, I'm not explaining it very well, but if you liked, I know what he did last summer. I still know what he did last. Well, no one liked. I still know what he did last summer. But if you liked, I know what he did last summer. Urban legend. It's basically that. Okay, this film may as well have been called. I know what you did last Thanksgiving because it is every he takes every single slasher movie trope from the nineties that you kind of maybe have forgotten may have forgotten about and he brings it to the twenty first century audience and you know what it's a lot of fun and I love nothing more than a holiday themed horror movie like um, every year every Christmas I have to watch Krampus the film about the um, the shadow of Saint Nicholas, and it's just what it—it's great. It's basically a Joe Dante movie with a horror with more with more horror than Joe Dante could probably ever think of. Um, anyway, I've kind of digressed a little bit. I've, we've gone everywhere. But if you're a regular listener to this, um, you'll know you'll 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 probably be fine with that, I suppose. But what what? I, <sighs> I want to talk about Christmas TV, okay? Because obviously this is a TV, this is a show, this is a podcast about TV sitcoms and whatever else. But um, it's really changed over the years, hasn't it? Like, it's really changed from, you know, what it probably was when TV first started or when, the, like, during the 60s where you'd have, I don't know, um, Bing, there'd be, like, a lot of musical extravaganzas, like, with, you know, Bing Crosby singing, Bing Crosby singing, and um, Frank Sinatra, um, even things like Top of the Pops, when I was a kid, right, because I remember it being a big thing, the Christmas number one, what was the Christmas number one, yeah, and you sat down with your family to watch Top of the Pops every single year, to find out what the Christmas number one, what the Christmas number one would be. I mean, they'd probably have a little. I mean, I can't remember them if they had a little bit of if anyone said it before, but no, they no, they didn't. There wasn't really any. From what I remember, there wasn't really any indication about what would be what was the Christmas number one back in like the nineties to the two thousands, because obviously we didn't really have that much we didn't have any social media or anything like that to be able to tell us this person is number one and this will be number one for christmas so you had to turn it you had to tune in to either radio one or top of the or top of the pops to actually find out who they were and they'd have these bands or whatever or singers actually performing 
on Christmas on Christmas Day. Um, and that seems to have gone away. That seems to have gone away too. And I, that's kind of made me a little bit. As you know, it's plop, is Top of the Pop still on on Christmas? Or is it? No, it's not still on at Christmas. No, it's not still on at Christmas. Um, that's really sad, man. Like, I mean, I don't really get. I don't really get nostalgia. I mean, I'm not really big on nostalgia and big on nostalgia kind of things like that. But I do miss that. Like, that used to be a real Christmas tradition. I mean, my parents used to hate it and they used to think, what, why are we watching this? Because um, it's usually, it was usually music that they didn't like. But uh, it was something that was a staple of my childhood. And Top of the Pops, Christmas, uh, it was just, it was great. And you'd sit there with your parents and then, I don't know, S Club 7 or whatever would lip sync their way to the Christmas number one spot. And I don't think they saying that I don't think I don't think either of those did ever get Christmas number one. And that is that. Well, that's a very good thing, I think. But yeah, Christmas number ones on top of the pops. That's weird. I mean. Jules Holland kind of still does Christmas. I think Jules Holland still does the annual Christmas special. But that's live music. And we didn't do that in the 90s. We didn't have live singing on TV. Like, no, that was that's a perish the, perish the thought of actually having people at who were, pay, who were paid to sing, sing live on TV and do their job. No, we would lip sync on you'll be and they'd and we'd be we'd accept it. Damn it. Um. But yeah, that's my that's my that's my rant about Top of the Pops Christmas. That's my rant about Top of the Pops Christmas. Um, but it has changed, man. I mean, you. I don't remember there being as many game shows as there are now on t on TV. And because there's more game shows, obviously there are now Christmas themed versions of those game shows, which I mean have their place, I suppose. But you can't be. You genuinely cannot be a Christmas uh, a Christmas episode of a serialized TV of a serialized TV show. I mean, everyone knows that East. Everyone, even though I don't watch the show anymore, right? I know that come Christmas Day, I'm going to turn in. I'm going to tune into EastEnders to see who has who dies because. There's going to be someone in. There's going to be someone big. I mean, I, I may not know them anymore because not watched the show properly for years, even though I've heard it's got quite good now um, because of the the cancer sto- the cancer storyline. And apparently, Jamie Borthwick is just fantastic as Jamie because I, I remember him when he first came. I remember him when he first came on the Albert Square, and he was adopted or something by Ian Beale and apparently that's kind of gone a bit south but uh, but yeah apparently it's really good now and so let's see is this going to be I'm going to watch it and let's see if this is going to be the one to get me hooked back into EastEnders because I really I really don't want to because I don't really (laughs) want to watch any more thing well too many things which are hard hitting or having too many real life storyline real life storylines or whatever because you know real life is funny enough hard enough without going home and projecting the t and projecting it on me from the tv screen but hey who knows maybe that maybe this christmas will be the maybe this christmas will be the one um my favorite 
uh, my favorite um Christmas e- well, EastEnders Christmas episode was the one where at the end of it, the cliffhanger was Dot opening up the door and to only to find Nasty Nick returning, going, Happy Christmas, Bob. And from then on, from there, we just knew that some shit was going to go down. And we were, and oh my gosh, we were right. Because he, he brought along his daughter, Dottie, who all, who both, who together they tried to, they um, tried to transpire to kill Dot. And oh, that was an amazing, wonderful year and a bit of telev- of television. Because Dot couldn't see the eye for it, couldn't see the water through the tree, the, um, couldn't see the water through the tr- the sun through the trees. Let's just say that, and they were absolutely fantastic together. Um, yeah, so EastEnders, Doctor Who's come back, and Doctor Who had some really good, kind of really good Christmas episode with Kylie Min- with Kylie Minogue and um, Clive Rowe was on there was in that was in that one actually where they were um, where they were in a where they were in a spaceship. I mean, yeah, obviously they were in a spaceship. It's Doctor, it's Doctor Who. And because they'd made Earth number two or something, they'd made like Earth number two or something like that. And Kylie Minogue played an alien, and she got a lot of stick for that role. I remember, right, from like reviews and like fans of Doctor Who. But she was good, and Kylie Minogue can do whatever she wants. She can do literally everything. She was na- she was in Neighbours. She sang the locomotion. Leave her alone. She can do whatever she wants. Okay, and she'll be brilliant at it. Um. Another show, kind of back to well, kind of verging back into sitcoms because that is, you know, what the show, what the what this podcast is kind of about. Um, my family, like not my family, but the show, my family, always had a cracking Christmas. Always had a cracking Christmas episode. Um, my favorite one was where they buy too many trees, and then there's the and they and um. No, it's Nick who buys too Nick who be, who buys too many trees. He's the, he's the eldest son. He's a bit of an idiot. And then Ben wants to murder him, but he can't reach him because of how many trees there are. So they keep right. So Nick keeps popping up, and Ben just starts ravaging starts ravaging the living room. And it's 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 funny. I'm probably not describing it in the best way, but it's funny. Um, also, Gavin and Stacey, right. Two, I don't care what you think about the show. I don't care what, what you think about James Corden or whatever. Gavin and Stacey, right, is a fantastic is a fantastic show. It's well written. It's, it's and it it's tear jerking. It's funny, and they've given us Ruth Jones and James Corden have given us two absolute corkers of Christmas specials, especially. The one that they did what, during during COVID, like that was just exactly what the fans, exactly what the fans, well, almost exactly what the fans needed and wanted because the end it, it showed, it showed, um, it showed everyone, it showed how everyone had grown up since the show, since the show had finished and how time had passed, and the characters were still kind of as you knew them and loved them, apart from. A little bit Smithy, actually, weirdly, because obviously he had met, he'd um, fallen in love. With, well, I say fallen in love with, but he was with this new woman who just didn't. This new character who did not fit in with the family, and 
she tried to mold Smithy into something that he wasn't. And then the ending happened where, you know, the proposal, and that's where they left it. And I just, I just want a new series, man. I want a new series. And I think that what I really want, I do want a new series, but at the same time, I respect the fact that they just left it like that because I, it just leaves us kind of wanting more. And, you know, would we want more if we got it? I don't know. But it was a good Christmas special, man. And it just, show, and it, um, stayed true to the, it stayed true to the characters. And, oh, just, I just love Uncle Bryn. <laughs> Uncle Bryn cooking a turkey, like, Uncle Bryn trying to cook roast dinner, trying to cook a Christmas dinner is something to behold <laughs> i i i just i i'm i'd be so upset if i met rob bryden in real life and he wasn't as naive and in love with james blunt as brin as uncle brin is um yeah i mean it, it was nice it was a really it was just really it's just a really nice thing to look to watch and i'm definitely gonna re-watch both of those christmas specials this year um but yeah moving on a little bit the uh the will and will and grace okay will and will and grace they have in their eighth series i don't know why i called i don't know why i say they have as if will and grace are the ones who are owning the show they're not they're just the characters right um as if you didn't know that already um of course um will and grace has a christmas special in the eighth series, and I believe that's the last series, right? But it's called, well, no, it's not the last series because there was a rev there was a revival which happened in 2018 to 2021, I think. So that's in the eighth se in the eighth series. Anyway, back to this. In the eighth series, they have a Christmas special which is titled "A Little Christmas Queer" because it's about will and grace and jack and karen go into will's family for christmas and there is a young child there who they suspect may be may be gay and it is so funny and so heartwarming and a little bit sad at the same time because he will see will Will's remembering how his fa Will's is stuck kind of remembering how his family treated him when he was younger and he was a bit more effeminate and a bit and a bit more and a bit camp and when he came out and he has quite a hard time at Christmas with his family when they see when he sees that they are wholly completely accepting of this kid and his love of musical theater and wanting to and wanting to put on a show for everyone and it kind of wraps up with the family going yeah we we are we see how we did that how we see how we treated you and we couldn't do that to, we couldn't do that to someone to someone else because we know that we did wrong and with they it's kind of them atoning for it but will being will struggled to <laughs> he struggles to um, get to. He struggles to see, see the wood through the trees again. I can't see. Yeah, I can't believe I'm using that. I've never, I've never used that saying before. Before now, um, 
yeah, he struggles to see the wood through the tree. He struggles to see the wood through the trees until the very, very end. Where you know, as an Amer- as an American sitcom, everyone get everyone gets along and uh, and it's a happy Christmas. But that period where you could see him having actual disdain for his like eight to ten year old ne- well nephew who's like aged like eight to ten years old is quite is really funny but at the same time it's it's very real and i think will and grace was very good at being just having a lot of real moments amongst all of the whole you know karen being an alcoholic grace being grace and jack just being you know sean hayes being jack and that was good enough but it was a good it's it's one of my favorite episodes not just of the show but it's one of my favorite christmas episodes so if you haven't seen it definitely go check it out um you can't talk about sitcoms, especially in the year that we've had. You can't talk about Christmas specials. Well, you can't talk about sitcoms and Christmas specials for sitcoms without talking about a little show called Friends, and specifically a little episode called the one where the one with I, I almost said the one where the the one with the holiday armadillo, which is where Ross who is Jewish, tries to teach his son, Ben, about Hanukkah and Jewish traditions, whereas Ben only wants to know about Santa Claus and Chris- uh, Santa Claus and Christmas because, you know, that's what all of his friends are, that's all of his friends are doing and that's, see- that's the most advertised thing. That's what he sees. That's what he sees. So Ross ends up dressing up as... The holiday armad holiday armadillo, and unbeknownst to him, Chandler Matthew pa- played by Matthew Perry, rest in peace, dresses up as Santa Claus because there's been a whole mix up. There's been a whole miscommunication, and Chandler wants to do this, and Ross wants to do this, and so it just <laughs> ends up with them both like kind of merging the two stories together. And it's kind of, I mean, I'm sure there'd probably be a lot of Jewish people who'd be quite offended by that episode, but it's funny. It's very, very funny. And I I will definitely be watching it again this year. I've not seen it in ages, actually. I've actually, weirdly, not watched any Friends this year. And that is, oh, have I? Have I watched any Friends this year? I mean, I don't want to lie to you. I probably have, like, around, around like, a at my friend's house or something like that. But I, I can't, I, I, mm, I don't think I have. No, I don't, I genuinely don't think I've watched any friends. Any, anyway, yeah, that's, that's something that, that's something I'm going to have to rectify in the new year. Watch, that's, that's my new year's resolution. Watch more friends. Friends rewatch. Let's, I, actually, that's not a bad idea for, that's not a bad idea for a series of this where I just rewatch episodes of friends and I talk to you about them. Actually, no, that sounds terrible. I've, I've, <laughs> I've um, shut myself down before I even decided. Yeah, I, I don't want to do that. I, I wouldn't want to put you guys through that. I've already put you through enough of me to- enough of me talking um, by myself about TV shows. I don't think I could go through another Friends rewatch. I'm sure other people have done that before, and they're going to be doing that. Um, they're going to be doing a special for Matthew Perry soon. I want to see. I really want to see how what that comes out and looks like. I really hope. That they don't get James Corden to interview him for that one because that would be awkward and horrible again. Um, 
one of the greatest sitcoms that has, in my eyes, changed the family sitcom for the better um, is a little show called Modern Family. And it's very, I was thinking about this last night, right? Because the show that me and Variety D, who was meant to be on this, right? She, the show that we were going to talk about is Modern, is Modern Family. And so last night I was watching the episode, the Christmas episodes that we were going to watch. This is still going to be a Christmas special. Um, and I just thought to myself that even though there are some episodes of Modern Family or some seasons of Modern Family that aren't up to, well, aren't that good compared to the other ones, every, even, even the worst episode of Modern Family is still better than almost any other TV show on t almost any other comedy or TV comedy is better than almost any other TV comedy that's that's out right now. Um, so it's kind of like the Simpsons thing because the best, the worst episode of the Simpsons is still better than most TV shows, and it's been like and like Breaking Bad. The worst episode of Breaking Bad is still better than almost every other episode on TV right now. It's just maybe not up to scratch with what came before it from that show. It's and yeah. <laughs> but Modern Family had for me I've only rewatched about three of the Chris three of the Christmas specials, but they had three of the best Christmas they had three really, really good Christmas specials and we'll talk about a couple of them here, right? Um the first one in the first series, it's series ten series one, episode ten. It's called Undeck the Halls and it's great for, and it's about um Phil don't feel when one of the, when he thinks that one of his children one of his children are lying to are lying to him about a um about a cigarette us having a uh, about a cigarette butt on the sofa um he decides to cancel he decides to cancel Christmas and it go and <laughs> there's just a whole series of you know of um a whole series of interrogations with the kids and a lot of physical hu and a lot of physical humor which results in you know just a whole lot of may a whole lot of mayhem and because Phil makes all these grand gestures and never follows through and it's just really fun to watch um also on the other side of it because obviously it's obviously because of the because of the nature of the sitcom there's loads of different stories going on at one time at one time um there's jay and gloria who well jay who is struggling with manny and gloria's you know christmas traditions and um, because he's a red he's a red-blooded american and they're obviously from well she's from colombia manny i believe is um, is u.s born but i don't know i'm talking about these characters as if they're real people but my mom's my mom says i do this all the time but yeah it's, they're so well written they they might as well be real um so Gloria's from Gloria's from Columbia. Jay, who's her new who's a new husband, is from is Red Bull American. And Manny, her son from a previous marriage, who well, from a previous marriage, is of Colombian descent. Well, I don't know if he was born there if he was born there or not. Um but they have a lot of they obviously go they go to Colombia every year for Christmas and this year they're staying here. And well that year, not this year, that year when the show was up well in that year of the episode they stayed there in america 
and they tried to bring a lot of the, some of their traditions to J, well to Jay's house, and he really struggled. He really struggles with it, especially the element of them playing practical jokes on other on other people, and it ends up with Jay obviously uh, them all them them hugging it all out, and Jay getting involved, and there's a whole meeting in the middle. A meeting in the middle of you know of family traditions and an understanding and accepting of being accepting of others, which is great, but it's all it's all works out in the wash and it is just really nice to see. And um, obviously, there I forgot to talk about <laughs> I forgot to talk about Mitchell and Cam, who have two things going on in their story actually, because when they're in a shopping mall, they see the choir that Cam got kicked out of. And they are at that point waiting to see Santa Claus because their daughter is their daughter Lily's first Christmas. And when they get to the Santa, when they get to the Santa Claus, he he is replaced by a thinner Santa. And they decide to make a complaint about the that Santa being. I was about to say Santa, Santa, that Santa being that Santa being too thin. That's why that's why I want to say Santa that Santa being too thin. And that leads to the thin Santa getting the getting the getting the axe, and they feel bad about it. So without telling him that they're the ones that made the complaint, they invite him over. For, they invite him over for dinner, and a lot of awkwardness and hilarity ensues, um, as you kind of expected from that from those from those two. Um, in the end of the episode, they all end up at Jay and Gloria's house, having a very having a very um, mixed having a very mixed traditional mixed traditional christmas and the message of that show, message of that episode is yeah everyone has their own traditions and every, and that's okay and if you're family you got to get used to that and that's what modern family is really good at doing i think like just um making us reminding us that just because your fat just because your families are different and you may have different thoughts and opinions and views it doesn't mean you don't love one another and especially that's important at christmas because my gosh that can get quite tetchy especially when someone brings up the monopoly board am i right am i right um so the second episode of modern family that i watched was called express christmas and there oh why how am i forgetting how am i forgetting this sorry back to that other episode um fred willard makes his appearance as as phil's dad and Oh, I I miss I, I I was so sad when Fred Willard passed away. I know that he was very old, but he's always been very old. So to me, it didn't feel like he it, it didn't feel like it didn't feel like it was his time. You know, um, I've never met the guy. Obviously, I've only seen him in films and seen him on interviews, but it didn't feel like it was his time. I felt like he had more left to give. So that was that was nice reminder to see that he was in he that he was in the episode and. Um, that was really nice to see. So rest in peace, Fred Willard. And yeah, but the next episode of Modern Family is called Express. Well, the next Christmas episode of Modern Family that I'm talking about is called Express Christmas, which is where they, everyone in the family, realizes that they're not going to be together for the big day. And so on December 16th, they decide to do an Express Christmas in for, and so have a Christmas day in four, in, well, within the space of four hours and as you can imagine with that family 
it all goes it all goes wrong, which is what it's supposed to do in a sitcom. Because I think some of those some of these kind of Christmas episodes are like meant to make you rem- or kind of meant to make people feel that yeah, your Christmas may have been a bit stressful, but is it you know having a tree having your Christmas tree run over by a having your Christmas tree run over twice? Um, is it that stressful? No, don't think so. So. It's really great. Um, it's the third. It's the third series, and for me, the third series is where there was a little bit of a dip. But again, that was when I was really in the thick of watching the watching the show, and I really noticed the dip in quality. But now, when I'm rewatching it, it's still fucking fantastic, man. And this has some absolute has some <laughs> has some absolute cracking lines, like when. Um, Luke goes to Manny. I heard th- I heard kids get snatched in Mexico. Gloria just go. Gloria tries to reassure him by saying, "Kids get snatched here all the time. Don't be scared." How can you try and reassure someone who's scared? Who's like? How can you try and reassure a child who's scared of getting snatched in another country by saying, "Don't worry, it happens everywhere. It happens right here. Don't worry, you'll be you'll be fine. You'll be fine." But that kind of just speaks to you know not Gloria's naivety, but um her odd way of mother <laughs> odd way of mothering and her kind of like blunt way of mothering i suppose but it was a really sweet episode man because ultimately um cam and claire who are who are brother and sister in the show right they are the reason that they want to do everything perfectly that christmas they, i didn't say that they wanted they they want everything to be perfect um, um, for a reason which isn't really revealed until the end, but that reason is because their mother, um, their mo- um, their mother who Dee Dee, who was played by what's her name from Cheers, what's her name from Cheers, is like she's not she's um cancelled on them for the first time for the first time on Christmas, and she's with her new boyfriend, and she they've done and she cancelled on them at the last minute. And they and it's upsetting, and that that is that's kind of how great modern family is, man. It kind of makes those kind of real life situations. Obviously, we do get parents who, you know, who do cancel. Oh, not just parents, but family members that you felt like you could rely on, even though you may not always get along. You feel like you can rely on them to be there. Um, you get them cancelled. It does, and it does fucking hurt doesn't it so yeah modern family is very good at doing that i'm just gonna check the time man real quick oh hi all right um oh my gosh there's a lot of product placement for target they they love target in that episode apparently target the shopping they um the the massive you know department not department store but the kind of it's kind of like the the asda or the the john lewis of you of the you of the u.s and my God, does that episode absolutely love Target? They do everything in Target. They sing Target's praises. I wonder where they got their money from for that episode. I I wonder, right? Um, final episode of Modern Family. I think the final thing we're going to talk about here today is um, the old man and the tree. This is, I believe, in the tenth series of Modern Family. Um. It's got some really heartwarming episodes. It's got some really heartwarming, really heartwarming scenes and really funny scenes between Gloria and her mom, and her mom, and also and Claire, um, who misses her mom at that time. 
Um, was I believe Judy passed? I believe Didi passed away at that. Point. She did. Yeah, she did pass pass away. Yeah, Didi did pass away at that point. Um, Shelley Duvall. That's um, and Shelley Long. Shelley Long. That's the one. Shelley Long, not Shelley Duvall. That's yeah, didn't feel Shelley Duvall. Shelly Long play Shelly Long played Dee Dee, not just what's her name. Well, she is still what's her name from Cheers, but yeah, like that. She is Shelly Long. Shelly Long is the actress's name. <laughs> I can't believe. I, I mean, that was quick. I mean, I'll give it that. That was quick on my brain to go. No, that's Shelly Long, you idiot. But yeah, I can't believe I didn't know that off the bat, and I feel really bad that I didn't know that off the bat. As I mean. What am I even doing this for? If I don't know, then if I don't know the, one of the actresses from one of the best and most recognizable sitcoms of the last 40 years. Jesus, 40, nearly 40 years. Jesus, nearly 40 years. I mean, I'm not far off that anymore, unfortunately. Well, not unfortunately, but, you know, wow. that's I just feel very, very old because it just, I, I still think of, 198 I still think of like 19 the 1990s as about five ten years ago because to me that's what that's what that's what they are um even though I was born in 1991 anyway um so the scenes between so it's called uh, the old man in the tree um because there's a whole scene there's a whole scene in this where um Jay doesn't want Jay doesn't want a um Jay doesn't want a plastic tree he wants a real he wants a real a real old oak and not old oak but he wants a real fur christmas tree and he he enlists manny to go get it to go get it with him and he gets the and things don't go as to plan as you kind of as you kind of expect and the one thing for me what kind of let it down was it they kind of it seemed like they even references it could be seen as a reference or it could be seen as i'm copying um the scene in Express Christmas where the tree gets run over. It just seems like a repeat, a repeat of the gag, but it could be a reference to the, it could be a reference to the older episode. And I hope it, and I hope it is because that would make them really smart. And there's a bit of an Easter, and there's a little bit of an Easter egg. But if it's them just copying a gag, I'm just like, come on, guys. Just, yeah. I mean, I know the show's over now, but yeah, it's a little bit disappointing. But yeah, it's funny. It's good. Um, Luke and Phil, their storyline with the elliptical machine and the recycling, that was weirdly the most in, the weirdly the most engaging. I mean, God bless Nolan Gold who play, Nolan Gould who plays Luke. He, he's he's not he's not the best, right? But he was better when he was younger and he could play and he played an idiot, he played an idiot better because um, he's actually in Mensa. So the guy the actor's actually ridiculously smart. And he was better at playing stupid when he was, you know, a twelve and like an eleven, twelve-year-old. Because no matter how smart they are, eleven and twelve-year-olds, they're stupid. God love them, but they are. Um, but yeah, this is it's kind of had a re they had a really nice bonding moment where Phil's on an elliptical machine because he said that well, Claire has given Claire's told given him an ultimatum that if he doesn't um, get if he doesn't you know. She's. It's not an ultimatum. She said that if you don't, you can only keep the elliptical machine if you go, if you um, do as many miles as it would take from their house in Los Angeles 
to Canada. So, and he and he has to do that by the end of by the end of Christmas Day. He's not done it yet. He's not done it yet. And he and um, it's just a really touching. Mo it's well, some fake touching moments. Some initially fake touching moments because um, they said that it well if it does if the elliptical machine if um if Phil doesn't make it to Canada, the elliptical machine would have to go into the bit into the garage, which is where. All the recycling that Luke was meant to take out over the last few months has been hidden, and no one's seen it. I just burped on. I just burped into the microphone. That's yeah, that's great. Um, so Luke's trying to encourage Phil to do the to get to Canada without move. Well, just so that he can keep up the whole the ruse that he's actually doing what he's supposed to be doing, and it ends up with him. Well, it starts with him being fake. Well, um being fakely positive towards his father and fake and using fake encouragement to when he sees that Phil's actually really struggling and about to give up um he actually genuinely wants him to do it without any intrinsic motive without any extrinsic motivation and that's really nice to see and that's again Kind of Christmassy, I guess, because you're supposed to give things without wanting anything back, without wanting anything back. And yeah, and I think that episode did that. I mean, I don't know how this episode, I don't know how this episode was, but I, I kind of enjoyed talking about a lot of shit. <laughs> and again, that's what you do at Christmas, isn't it? I suppose. So yeah, this is the first of two Christmas episodes. And I promise you, there will be a guest on the next one. And hell or come hell or high water. Um, yeah. Guys, it's been real. I've really, I've really enjoyed this. Um, if this is the first episode that you've listened to, um, well, there are better ones. I'll give you that. And there are like 180 something. Go and listen to one of those and find one maybe one with your fate with a comedian that you like or maybe one that you never really heard of before because there's loads of them on there um if you do if you like this please just give it a five give it a five star rating and give it a review wherever you are it really does help and yeah i'm kyle and i'll see you again next week bye how was it <laughs> yeah